today we are unpacking the infamous, disastrous, monstrous, the very thing that fogs up your brain, even though you're staring at a bookshelf or you want to just read, or you can't even finish a page of the book that you just picked up because for some reason, you're just not feeling it. You're not in the mood and it's just not the right time. Sometimes we're just not in the mood to read and you know what? That's fair. But if you were looking for maybe some habits or tips that have kept me reading so far, we're seven months into the year and I can say that whilst there have been some dips and maybe peaks, I have not stopped reading and I think it's important to note that when I say I haven't stopped, it means I'm still currently reading a book and I've been collecting a bunch of books. I won't be sharing what they are, but I will be talking about just what I've learned about the habit of reading and maybe you resonate, maybe you have never heard of these methods before. I don't know. These are things that worked for me, but I personally feel like reading is such a subjective and personal preference thing. And so take all of this with a grain of salt. And I haven't really stopped reading, or at least I haven't stopped in the sense that there is always a book that I know I want to pick up when I have time. And so I guess in that sense, we never really stop reading. We just kind of take pauses. But what do you do to maybe make sure it's a pause and not... A complete full stop. This is kind of like an I'm a terrible reader part two episode. I feel like reading slumps are all a part of being a reader. I just know that I'm a person who will definitely have a reading slump. It's just a matter of when it happens. been consuming a lot of content in the past few weeks. In particular, I haven't really been consuming a lot of reading content. July has been a tricky month for me in terms of reading. For the past few weeks, I've just been endlessly consuming a bunch of fiction content, but this is not necessarily a book. And I've been feeling really guilty about it. But it's also like I am still consuming the same kind of thing, just through a different medium. Consuming a story, but in a more visual format. I've watched so many TV shows. Um, but I've noticed there are obviously consistent tropes and archetypes, like storylines, cliches that would also exist in a book. And so I would like to just proudly announce that as of the 28th of July, I have resumed reading the current book that I'm reading. I'm not really comfortable revealing every single book that I read and so for that reason I don't really enable my Goodreads page or Storygraph or anything. It's not a public account for that reason. For me it makes reading a little bit more enjoyable, less pressurizing, so I hope this isn't too much to ask. Today we're going to be talking about reading slumps. What is a reader's block? I feel like it looks different for everyone. For me, yes, it's probably the general case of like, ah, I just, I can't get started with a book. But mostly when I feel a reader's block come on, it's because I have two currently reading books in my currently reading list. And usually I'll finish one of those books. 
and whatever book is left, I, for some reason, I don't want to finish it or I just can't bring myself to pick it up and continue it. It's always been a pattern. Every time that's happened to me in the past year, it's because I've added a nonfiction book and I've added a fiction book. And usually I will finish the fiction book and then the nonfiction book, I just, it will sit in my currently reading for ages, like maybe even months. I had a book there that was literally there for maybe three months and then I finally finished it. It sounds sad, but I don't think I finished it because I wanted to finish reading it. I think I finished it because I wanted to complete a book in general um, rather than that book specifically. That's one way a reader's block looks like for me. Another way is because I've had an e-reader, I can tend to predict at what percentage of the book I will be interested for the rest of it. Usually at around the 20 to 30% mark, I get kind of like a feeling of, oh, okay, I know what's going on in this book. I know what's happening. I know... Um, who the characters are right now. I know what the plot is. And usually if by 30% or 20%, I still don't know. So maybe like maybe 30% then. If at 30%, I still don't really know what's going on in the book, there's a really high chance that I will not be enjoying the rest of it or I will spend the rest of it just trying to figure out what's going on. I spoke about this a little bit in the Terrible Reader episode, but I tend to find reading really challenging, actually, as someone who, I don't know, I I get so sucked into details of things that I don't know what's going on in the big picture sometimes. And sometimes the details are so overwhelming to me that I just kind of skim past them. So it's always been a test of patience. Like reading has been such a patience vacuum for me. I think so far I've had two books where I just... DNF did not finish. Um, One of them was a book that I was really excited for. Unfortunately, it just, it didn't do what I wished it did, which was make sense. Um, I was really struggling. And I think at that point, I kind of asked myself, like, am I enjoying reading? Not really. Thus, do I want to read? No. And so picking up a book feels more like a chore. That's also a form of a reading slump. Like if picking up that book feels more like a chore than like an enjoyable activity or an activity that, you know, needs more patience, but will be rewarding, then that's kind of like a form of a reading block for me. These days, I try not to get overwhelmed by the fact that I keep buying more books at a quicker rate than I am reading them. I think this will just be inevitable. It'll always be like this. Yeah, recently we had the book fair here. I went and oh my god, you gotta stop. Like literally, I'm talking to myself. You gotta stop buying more books before you finish them. It's just like the general idea that allured by the concept of having it at hand Maybe it's because I've also like been reading on an e-reader for a really large portion of my life. So when I see physical books, I get a little bit excited the same way you might get excited seeing, I don't know, like someone famous that you really admire or like heard really good things about. It's kind of like there's a physical form of a book that I've heard countless things about. So when I went to the book fair and I saw all these books, 
I was like, oh my God, they're here in person. <laughs> yeah. And I, I went away with, I think maybe I tried to stop myself, but I think I bought three physical books at the fair when I left. But that doesn't mean I didn't order any whilst I was at the fair as well, because I found out they were cheaper online. Um, there was also a code. It was for a book depository. And I remember ordering a bunch of books and then leaving. So I literally went to the book fair, ordered books and left. Maybe you haven't read a book in weeks, months, years, or maybe you have read a book in the past year, um, but you're struggling to pick one up again, or you're struggling to choose a new book, or you're struggling to continue your current book. These are all forms of roadblocks that we might feel when we are embarking on the activity that is reading that we are supposedly supposed to engage in. So before this year, I just started reading again last summer. Summer of 2021 was when I decided, heck, let's start tracking our books again. Let's start trying to read consistently again. And so we tried doing that. There have been a couple things that I've noticed along the way when it comes to trying to defeat the mountain that is beginning to grow taller and taller. One of which I think is genres. My favorite genre to read is probably fantasy, but that's also one of the most challenging genres for me to read. I find it so hard. World building is so hard for me to understand and I can get so impatient with myself, which is when I have to remind myself I can take as long as I want to read this book. It doesn't matter. The read I'm currently reading is a fantasy and I am struggling, but we are enjoying the writing style. So we are trying to plow along see what we think. Yeah, so for genres, I experimented with several genres. I think one of the genres that I read the fastest is probably mystery slash crime slash thriller. It's mainly because I want to know and there's not much world building. It's just like case building, maybe. It just it keeps you motivated to want to know more, but it's not usually a genre that I feel super attached to characters. I like to feel attached to characters and so fantasy and maybe sometimes contemporary is where I feel the most connected to a character or attached to a character, maybe not connected. So here's the thing I noticed about genres. If I am reading a really heavily fantasy webbed book, I know that my next read should be a different genre. Or like, it doesn't have to be, but I feel like I will most likely keep reading if I read a different genre. So that's what I do. On the other hand, sometimes I might not get enough of like, let's say crime. And I just want to, I'm in a mood to read another crime book. Two is my maximum because then I just kind of feel maybe burnt out by genre. I try to switch up the genre every time because, okay, I don't know about you, but sometimes a reader's block can also be caused by me not wanting to let go of a fictional world that I just left. Especially if it's a really good book that I finished, I find it really hard to suddenly try and meet new characters and a new world and new people. And, you know, my way of trying to keep reading is to read a different genre because then it's so different that I won't feel like I'm not able to mourn the world I just left. So for example, if I just left a fantasy world, if I start a crime world, that doesn't mean that I can't stop thinking about fantasy world and drop it all together. Do you know what I'm getting at? I don't know. I think it's the thought that like, 
if I leave a fantasy world for another fantasy world, I have to scrap all the rules of maybe like magic that that other world had, the first world had, and try and build new rules for the next magical world. And it gets really overwhelming to me. So I would try to maybe counteract it with a different genre, a more modern world, just something really vastly different so that I could still have the thoughts of my previous fictional world in my brain, but I'm also starting a new book with a different fictional world and I can very clearly see the difference and I can draw a distinct line where it starts and where it finishes. I think I also do the same with TV shows. Um, like if I just finished watching a fantasy TV show, I don't really want to start, let's say, another one because I want like maybe an in-between, like a break. First observation with Reading Slumps, Switching the genre sometimes helps for me. Um, the one genre that it definitely doesn't help for me, and I always need to read this genre with maybe a different genre, is nonfiction. I struggle so hard with nonfiction, and I don't know what it is. I can never get past two chapters at a time. I always stop at the second chapter, and I read another fiction book instead and I just end up having it sit in the corner lurking like a shadow like hey read me so yeah nonfiction is just one of those like just know your weak genre and know that you can read maybe two books at once if you want to read two books at once I would suggest reading different genres at once I think I used to do that there was a week where I read three books at the same time which I told myself I wouldn't do anymore. But for some reason, I found myself adding more books to my list. Um, but I think the only reason I was able to do that successfully was because they were all different genres. One of them was a short story. One of them was a nostalgic read. It must have been just an old book I once read before. And another one was like a graphic novel. Um, so I read all of those all at once, rotated them. Um, it was also a really tough week for me, actually. So I think I must have decided turn up the escapism by like 200% volume. Yeah, like graphic novels are really good, I think, as like in-between break if you're tired of reading prose and you really want a visual. Um, sometimes we're way too tired to continue reading. Like we work and we do things throughout our day that makes us exhausted. So maybe a visual is also a better accompaniment and graphic novels are really helpful for that. I think whilst I was working towards the end of the previous academic year, marking and just, just closing the year was really hard for me. Um, and I found it really helpful to read graphic novels instead of full-on prose novels because I was digesting the content a lot easier and visual cues are very well appreciated in my opinion. Yeah, changing the genre definitely helps. Another thing, ooh, something different I did this year, which actually was really cool and I haven't done before, was I did a buddy read. Um, my friend Julia and I, we buddy read a book and it was fun because we could see each other's kind of notes at the specific progress points that we were marking the notes for. And you aren't allowed, like for me at least, like I'm not allowed to see 
the notes that she would write for a specific progress point if I haven't reached that progress point yet. And so I would read more consistently. And also because I knew that I really liked reading her observations and like bullet points and whatnot on certain parts of the book. And so I also thought like, you know, it's a buddy read. Like I want to also be able to point out specific details and funny things and like make sure I have also some footnotes to offer as a buddy reader. Um, And so it kind of made me more attentive when it came to reading. And I also felt like reading can be such a lonely activity (laughs) um but there was i think on storygraph there was like this the buddy reading function is so nice in the sense that it gives you the autonomy and kind of independency of reading it at your own pace um but you're also allowed to just kind of pair up or collaborate and see if other people have read the same kind of observations as you or notice the same things as you like i think it made reading of that specific book that I read a lot more enjoyable. Yeah, it was it was a fun thing. I think um, anytime you can try something novel with haha, a novel, get it? Anytime you can have some sort of novelty or new thing that you can try with reading, um, it really helps. I think recently I ordered like a bunch of sticky tabs, which I've never, I've never sticky tabbed a book that I'm reading for leisure. I'm, I've only ever sticky tabbed books that I'm reading for maybe academics. So having those sticky tabs was actually quite motivating for me to pay more close attention and be patient with my reading. Back to when I was saying I used to read on an e-reader a lot. An e-reader actually caused me more reading blocks than I think reading only on one specific type of medium can be a reader's block kind of magnet if that makes sense so when i was a kid i used to read before bed because that was the only downtime i had in terms of quiet time to myself and so i would read before bed and unfortunately this also meant that it was actually my way to sleep every time i read something I never go beyond one or two pages and I'll fall asleep, which is now a problem because if I'm reading on my phone or an e-reader and I want to keep reading, my brain just kind of automatically thinks, oh, it's sleep time and we'll just fall asleep. And I end up falling asleep reading all the time. And I recently found out that If I'm reading a physical copy of a book, I tend to be more awake because there are pages to flip. There are, you know, the the positioning of your hand when you're holding a book. Sometimes you got to switch it up because your wrist starts hurting or one specific way to hold a book is more comfortable than the other. You also might want to highlight stuff. It's a more sensory experience. And in other words, I stay awake longer reading physical copies of books. When I say I stay awake longer, I really mean like by a few mere percentages of a time. I still fall asleep, but I'm a little bit more, it feels more like like an activity instead of like tapping the screen for the next page. I still like my e-reader because I can read in the dark and I think that's really what I use it for. Um, Just reading in the dark because I love doing that. That's probably my favorite environment to read in when it's like late hours or early morning hours, super dark. Everything that exists cannot distract me or touch me. I only have me and my book and this is all that matters. That's essentially what I feel like when I'm reading on an e-reader. But that's not to say that I think reading on physical books, like 
you know the whole argument of like what do you like better an e-reader a physical copy of a book or a soft cover or a hard cover book and my answer is all of them because i need all of them to simultaneously exist for me to continue reading because i always need to be stimulated by something different or new so the reading experience doesn't feel flatlined this sounds weird but there are some books and stories where i feel like oh okay this is maybe like a read on my kindle app kind of read this kind of mood or feeling or aura and then there are some books where i'm like i kind of want the physical copy of this i feel like i will only continue reading this if it's a physical form and then there are other books where i feel i think the only time i should really read this is when it's super dark and i'm on my e-reader there are some movies for example or some tv shows where i feel like i want to watch this on my laptop whilst i'm like holding it super close to me this is so bad don't do this um but there are some like tv shows where i'm like i want to watch it on like a big screen oh like movies okay so some people would be like okay this is a movie that is meant for the cinema right and then some people would be like oh this is like a movie that you can watch at home like same with books i feel like this is a story which i want to hold as a physical copy or like this is a story that i feel like i can read in the dark in my room on my phone or this is a story that i feel like i can scroll on my kindle app whereas there are some stories where i wouldn't mind where i am doesn't matter um it feels like i could read anywhere i could read on transport i think i really encourage everyone to think of what kind of reading landscape a specific story fits because I think it's asking a lot to assume that you can read in every single environment that you're in like there are some times where I'll bring a book somewhere and I just know that even if I'm opening this book it will not be right the last time I read a book in public for a super prolonged period of time was when I had my haircut I remember so I I always go into my haircut with really long hair. I brought my book with me. I think it was Starless Sea by Erin Morgenstern. I was kind of at the halfway point of it. And I knew that getting my haircut, there is nothing else I can do but sit in that chair. And if I'm just going to sit in that chair for a really long time, maybe I'll read. So I brought this book along and my eyes were just glued to this story the whole time. I knew that this was a good environment for me to read in and it felt okay. There are some scenes where I felt like I wanted to read again in a different place and I remember marking those pages but yeah stepping out of that hair salon was like stepping out. I felt like I teleported back into reality because I genuinely went to get my hair cut by going into a different world the entire haircut. There are some books which I've opened on the train. I'm just reading the pages to read um, and I'm aware of it. And so if I am commuting with a book, I usually try and make it like a light read book. But yeah, I feel like every book has its own kind of optimum reading space. For me, it's also like the medium also has like an optimum reading space. I've been getting better at reading on the bus lately. Usually I just get really dizzy and stop. Um, but now I just have my book open and I read when the traffic light is red. <laughs> I just end up reading a couple sentences and then when it's like green again, I don't read and I just look out the window. Yeah, these are just some weird like reading habits that I guess I've picked up. Um, I don't think they're like terrible reading habits. I think it's me trying to work through being a terrible reader um, by noticing these habits.
I've always had this debate of soft cover versus hardcover books and I will always like soft cover books more mainly because I can hold them better and it, it just molds to the shape of my hand. I don't know how else to put this. Um, hardcovers are so beautiful but they feel so cold to me unless it's a really small book. I don't know. Maybe I just haven't read enough hardcovers. I feel like maybe that's it. I don't have a lot of hardcover books and the ones that I do have, I haven't really read yet, um, but most of my books are soft covers and they're also a bit cheaper. I also have the opportunity to wrap a book if I want to wrap it in a different kind of cover and draw all over it and whatever. Accessible reading. I think, I, I truly believe that you should read books that are accessible to you in the sense that the language is accessible. I'm currently trying to develop a system for highlighting. I think I, so far, I've always split highlighting into three main categories. So one is I'll highlight scenes that I really, really, really like in like a specific color. Another is I'll highlight really funny scenes. So humor is another category that I'll put. Another one is writing style. So if there's something about the writing style that I like or I want to pay attention to. And then, oh, actually there's four. Um, the last I highlight like plot or info that I feel like I will miss later on. So it's a little bit more like an admin thing if we are to separate. Um, so far, I've only been highlighting on my e-reader. It's hard to highlight when you're on the go with a physical book. These are some of my reading habits. I would love to know some of yours if you have reached this point of the episode and you want to think about if you do any kind of different reading habits or if there are any of these habits here that you actually are surprised by. I would love to know. I also love seeing all the different places that you guys have been listening to this pod. One of you listened to it whilst you were near a river or a lake or something like a body of water. Anyway, that was really pretty. Honestly, my day. Don't beat yourself up too much if you haven't been reading a lot in the past few months or years even or even weeks or days. A reader's block tends to just be just a few hiccups down your reading journey rather than a whole block itself. Watch me get a reader slump at the end of this week. I'm sure it's going to happen sometime soon. Once again, I'll talk to you soon. Wholeheartedly, Clara.